2: There's nowhere I'd rather be. There is nowhere I'd rather be than in the good old U.S. of A, babies. Hey. Pump day? Mm-hmm. There was a time, you know, I could maybe buy me a little vacation villa somewhere to retire, you know, to, to spend some weekends, some, some summers. But I don't see me ever leaving the good old U.S. of A. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh... Still very much in love with my country. Right now, times are tough, though, economically, and there's just no getting around it. Um, we still have uh, baby baby formula shortages. We've got, for the first time uh, in history, we've got gas prices above $4 in all 50 states, and it is easily over $8 a gallon up in Los Angeles. It's only going to get worse. Um, Janet Yellen, as we reported last night, admitted, hey, you know, I might have made a mistake when I said that this uh, inflation... Was Thanks, tra- Janet? Yeah, that inflation. You know that inflation. I said was transitory last year. I might have been wrong about that. You know, I, I would. A third grader would have would have known better than that. But you I know,
3: know uh, <laughs> I can taste it.
2: Well, you know, I I can taste things getting worse, particularly with something that Joe Biden has planned. Coming on June twenty first, and here to discuss that and more is our genius, our a friend of the show, who's a genius when it comes to all things economics and the real money. Top gun. The real Top Gun, when it comes to finance, is the Financial Thought Doctor himself, Dave Elhoff, and he joins me now. Hello, Financial Thought Doctor.
3: Hey Kay, how are you doing?
2: Well, I'm good. I gotta ask, have you seen the movie yet, you fellow fighter no, pilot? Haven't. You haven't?
1: I can't wait.
2: Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm super excited. I'm texting with, I got a, I got a family member who worked on it. And, and, not and one a,
1: bad review that not, I've heard about this. Not,
2: I haven't heard one thing. And I tell you what people are saying, that uh, it's looking as though Tom Cruise might make $200 million off of this. And one of the main reasons why people are loving it, Dave L. Hoff, Financial Thought Doctor, is because it is not woke at all. It is pro-American. It is as pro-American today as Top Gun was back when the movie first came out in the 80s, including the fact that the Taiwan patch is back on his flight jacket.
3: Well, i tell you what, that is very refreshing to hear. I hope it inspires a lot of people out there to get back on board.
2: Yeah, um, you know, and, and uh, as well as maybe not just the American people, but the military. And now I know we bring you on to talk about finance and economics, but yesterday we got a report come out that the U.S. Marines are celebrating Pride Month with rainbow bullets on their helmets. If my jarhead daddy knew about this, he'd be rolling over in his grave right now. He'd be saying the only thing that we're supposed to be thinking about is making sure we're combat ready to, to you know, shoot and kill and then jab with the bayonet the bad guys, Elhoff. Well, absolutely.
3: I, I mean, you can't be woke and be efficient or be effective in this day and time. You take a look at the threat that's out there. They don't care about woke. They don't care about rainbow bullets. They only (laughs) care about bringing down the United States of America.
2: Right, and that's all our military should be caring about right now is how to take down the bad guys around the world. Right, and the U. You, you, and the U.S. government has done nothing about the fact. And let me transition into this story that's coming out today uh, involving China goods. I mean, for for years now, the the conservatives have been saying there's Uyghurs. You're not Biden. You're not speaking out against the mistreatment, the conditions, and the torture that's happening with the Uyghurs over there in China. So now, suddenly, the Biden administration has has decided, Dave Elhoff, that they want to deal. With China and their, um, their um, slave labor with the Uyghurs, and now they're coming up with something they've signed into law that's going to go into effect June 21st. It's the Uyghur Forced Labor Protection Act, which means they're going to ban any goods coming out of that um, the Zhe, Xinjiang province. And that what that's going to end up doing, since we're dependent on China now for so much of our products, is now it's going to take what's already, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I have to assume that it's going to take what's already a supply chain issue, which is, in, which is contributing to an inflation issue, it's only going to make it worse. Am I wrong?
3: No, I don't think you're wrong at all, because this whole supply chain issue could have been prevented if we hadn't done the original lockdowns and all the crap that we did back in
2: 2020.
3: And, and now, so everything that Biden is doing now, if you stop and think about it, AK is he's trying to reverse things so that he can gather points Mm -hmm. and at the midterm elections, because they have nothing, everything he's done up to this point in time has done nothing for Americans, nothing. He's, he's at an all-time low rating, lower than any president in the history of the, the United States. And I, I tell you, it, it's got him running scared. So, But the problem is they're still moving to philosophies, to policies. That are not going to do anything good for the American people.
2: Well, I think you're right to point. And I hadn't even connected those dots. But what this is about is this gives them the perfect excuse to justify that supply chain issues and increased cost are not Biden's fault. You know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, uh you, you care about these poor people, the weakers, right? If you're, if you care about people, see the, they play the emotion card, right? If you care about these poor weakers over there, you'll be willing to, uh, suffer a little bit and pay more. Just like when the gas prices started skyrocketing back in 2021, which they were, we had people like Stephen Colbert saying, I'll gladly pay $10 a gallon of gas, you know, to, to do whatever. I can't even remember what that was about. Well, it's easy for the elites, the limousine liberals, right? The billionaires. Um, because
3: it, he drives a Tesla. Right. But Look at the lineups at the Tesla. To get
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another thing they're trying to do um, to shift gears is uh, uh, to get into narratives is today suddenly we're hearing a lot about climate change. You know, it's about climate change, climate change, climate change. In fact, Kamala Harris uh, gave a speech um, trying to draw upon, I know, i got to make you listen to it Hoff. She's trying to draw upon her expertise in all things related to uh, energy and climate. And here's what she had to say, clip three. And I remember watching in the Oakland Hills, Northern California, um, the, 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 the landscape turning from green to brown. And everyone from my mother, our teachers, the radio DJs, (laughs) KDIA, Lucky 13, (laughs) um, saying how important it was to conserve water. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow. Elhoff.
3: Oh, Oh my gosh. Where do you start to, to go on that? It is so unbelievable. You know, yeah, there's climate change, but the world's been here before long before industrial companies came up that there was a heat wave going through. And long before, 50 years ago, they were saying we're going to be a nice Yeah. So what are you going to do? But I tell you what, going back to the issues about the Democrats looking for votes, I love that segment you sent over about Mr. Wonderful.
2: (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, tell everybody about that.
3: Well, if you got it, you should play it because it's fairly short. But uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank, railed about how unfair it is.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We do have that clip. That is, that is... That is. Uh, let me set the stage. They are trying. They're trying to get Democrat votes everywhere they can. They're trying to, you know, capture your emotions with the poor Uyghurs. They're trying to make you think that climate change is the greatest threat that we face, and we're we've got wildfires and droughts coming up because we haven't dealt with climate change. And they're also now trying to get bo- votes by promising. Um, to pay off student loans. And um, so that's what Elhoff is referring to clip four.
4: We just printed four and a half trillion dollars over the last two and a half years. We have helped everybody. This has nothing to do with gender or race. It has to do with equity. It's simply not fair. This idea is un-American by any measure. Everybody's uncomfortable with this. I can't find anybody that likes this idea. (laughs) And I know and I get I'm guessing right now, Within the White House, as they discuss this going into the midterm, somebody's going to say, Mr. President, let's punt this. This is a horrible idea. Let's deal with it on the other side. Imagine the membership of the Democratic Party fighting these races that are razor close and giving their competitor this manna from heaven. This is crazy. It's just politically insane. It's it's a kamikaze idea. Now is the wrong time for this. And by the way, there's never going to be a good time for this. You, this is un-American. There's no free money. That doesn't work this way. It's unfair to people that didn't go to college. You're asking people that never went to college to pay for this. It comes off their income tax. It's just wrong.
2: Elhoff, I couldn't have said it better, man. He was right on, wasn't he? Totally.
3: I mean... He's my favorite shark, by the way. (laughs) 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 He's always got the same stick, but it's all about economics, and he calls it as it is, man, and he's calling that out exactly. There's never a good time for this. This is totally un-American, making people that never went to college pay for kids who went to college their loans
2: come on well how about me i went to college and you know what it took me 5 years to pay off my loans and i still worked 4 nights a week yeah, when i was too. in college and you know me what too. there were times that i was really dang broke paying off my student loans and i paid off each and every one don't if you don't take out the loan right uh if yep. if and you know and oh by the way but if i was Going to think that it was okay for the taxpayers to have to pay off somebody's student loans? Then I would have to be be able to say that it has to be for a certain type of degree, right? I mean, to think that we're now supposed to pay off three hundred thousand dollars for some kid to go, some punk to go to some Ivy League school where they're teaching how much to hate America and try to turn us into communist China? No.
3: Well, I concur, and I don't think it should determine what kind of degree. You I agree. Do. You make the choice that's your obligation to pay it off
2: yeah exactly just like you know what's next that uh it's going to be oh well um you know that minorities can't don't get to interview as well for jobs because they have to compete against other people wearing nicer shoes or handbags and that's the next thing we got we got to pay for people to dress in prada to go on interviews no okay no (laughs) Don't go. No. And by and by, the way, you know, there, there's even that's even a part of this this push to have every kid go to college, which isn't even necessarily the right thing to do. But I like how he starts that clip by talking about how we're we're upwards of forty trillion dollars in debt.
3: Exactly right. I mean, they print so much money over the last three years; it's ridiculous. It's accelerated the problem, and. You gotta address that now. That's the bigger problem. The debt of the United States is a bigger problem. The way they're printing money, it's gonna have consequences, unintended consequences for everybody out there.
2: What do they what does um well Jamie Dimon is warning uh that we're facing an economic hurricane. What does it mean, um that Yahoo Finance is reporting that um the uh, about the Fed's letting $8.9 trillion portfolio shrink. What does that mean?
3: Uh, well, what they're trying to do is, uh, you know, part of it is they're raising interest rates, but okay. at the same time, them raising interest rates, it's going to cost the Fed more to pay off the debt that they've already obligated on. Okay. And then they're also, what they mean by shrinking the balance sheet, is by fact that not making money, they are going to tighten up money. And okay. that's going to shrink the balance sheet, which means there's going to be less money in the money supply. Okay. Gotcha. So, And with that taking place, inflation has a, has a number one, they didn't attack this as aggressively as they should have a year ago. Yeah. And they waited too long. And now they've got to catch up. And that's probably what's going to cause a recession sometime in 2023 or twenty four.
1: Yeah. Dave, is there any way to avoid that? I, uh, mean, what are they, yes. I mean, do they literally just need to stop printing money now?
3: Oh, uh, you know, you know what they call that trying to create a soft landing. It's never been a soft landing. <laughs> no,
2: it's not. They, you know... We need to stop trying to create soft landings all across. Uh, you know that's that's why we're in this. We you know every year in September, uh, they just they it, raise the debt ceiling. They kick that. They do these omnibus bills. They never balance the budget. And you know because you know we never have government shutdowns and we just continue to make the problem worse. You know it, you, the solution if you if you are maxed out on your credit cards, stop spending. You just stop spending. You know we, we it, it, and it's just getting worse. Now we're sending more and more and more billions to Ukraine. It's a mess. And, you know, I I think we need to transition into suggestions for the average American because we can't solve the, the government's, you know, mess that they've made right now. And I don't know that the Republicans will if they take control over the House and the Senate, because Biden will still be in office. What can what can you help the average person do?
3: Well, the average person needs to understand there are investments out there that can combat inflation. And it's having a good portfolio, diversification portfolio. And one of the things they can do, they need to be looking at things like commodities. Commodities are going to go through the roof. And uh, they have been going through the roof since this all started. So having some commodities in your portfolio is a good idea. Having some inflation-proof basket of of stocks. And that's what I specialize in is working with what I call unit investment trust. That's a basket of stocks that are geared to beat inflation. And there's several portfolios to do that with. If you go with your normal mutual fund, normal mutual fund, they buy a bunch of stocks. They're trading. If the market goes down like it did over the last month, People go, oh, I need to get out, they get out, and then that forces a mutual fund to sell things. And many times what they're doing, they're selling things that have capital gains. So it creates capital gains, even though your mutual fund price can go up, but you okay. still gotta pay tax on those gains that they're realizing.
2: All right.
3: So that's why I go with the UIPs where they never sell, they hold the basket for 15 to 24 month period, and then they reallocate the basket into where they think the best place to go.
2: Okay, well, so these-
3: it, It's having a conversation. Yeah. What they need to do is have a conversation, depending upon what these folks are doing, and everybody is different. What they see is something different than what I see.
2: Well, they, they so then you they see- tell everybody- how- Tell everybody how to get a hold of you because I'm past the point of a break and skins is again about to, to skin me alive all right. All right. so tell everybody how to get a hold of you five
3: four eight zero nine six five six one nine five four eight zero nine six five you can go to financialthoughtdoctor.com financialthoughtor- dot com and you can reach me through that too
2: all right well thank you so much for being here I know I kept you long tonight, but we covered a lot of ground my man so and I can't
3: all right, thanks go I can't wait
2: it. I can't wait to hear after you see the movie. All right, my dear. Talk Me to you too. later. All right. Now, All right. All y'all stay tuned because there was breaking news out of Arizona today involving True the Vote. Where do y'all hear what was revealed in a hearing today, and what is the AP saying about these machines? Weren't we told there wasn't any problem with these machines? <laughs> stay tuned. We got the goods for you on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea Kaye, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kaye Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I've been promising you all some news re- related to election fraud. Um, they've been telling us. In fact, we got people literally still sitting in jail right now in, D- in, in the District of Columbia in Washington, D.C. because they questioned the outcome of the election. Simply held an opinion. And now I'm flashing on Amber Heard saying when she lost her her defamation case to Johnny Depp. Well, uh, you know, as an American, am I not able to speak freely? Yeah, you are. You're not allowed to spew lies about someone and falsely accuse somebody of something and then cause them damage financially. Um, but but what you're also not allowed to speak about in this country is evidently question the outcome of the Trump election in November 2020. In fact, if you and if you and if certain media outlets documented. Or or even and not even documented themselves. But if they just had an expert on their show or a guest on their show who said, look, these Dominion machines are doing some crazy stuff we're seeing out there, we've got questions, people were sued for it. Well now the Associated Press and others are reporting that the US Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency or CISA Has said that the voting electronic voting machines, they don't use the name, but we know um, there's only like one or two manufacturers of these machines. Electronic voting machines from a, quote, leading vendor used in at least 16 states have software vulnerabilities that leave them susceptible to hacking if unaddressed. Isn't that one of the things that... Was reported to have have happened in areas across the country. You weren't even allowed to say this in question, although um, you you could if this was in Georgia in 2016 and you were Stacey Abrams and Corrine Jean Pierre. Corrine Jean Pierre still says that the election was stolen away from Stacey Abrams and that she was the governor of Georgia, right? Um, so the CIA says they say while well, they say that um, there's no evidence that the flaws in Dominion machines have been exploited to alter election results. Well, we don't know that. We we actually saw reports that they there was a demonstration in Georgia of showing them being hacked. There was there was demonstrations that were shown by I think Dr. Frank and others. Not it wasn't Dr. Frank, but in Georgia, they actually showed that the machines have been connected to other servers. I, I'm not I'm not an expert on all the things that the machines showed. But there were demonstrations to show that what the C- what the CISA is saying now, uh, the vulnerabilities are that it did happen in 2020.
1: What if the easy solution be, Andrea, for whatever these 16 states are to say, okay, this is a problem. So guess what? Paper ballots in all 16 of these states for the election.
2: Right. Um, Carrie um, Lake, who's running for governor in the state of Arizona, said that that um, she tweeted out this article here and said that that's why she has. Let me see what she said here in her tweet. She said that this is why I filed a lawsuit to ban electronic voting machine tabulators in Arizona. They are not secure. The machine components are made by our adversaries, and there's no transparency. Absolutely not. Just because this government agency says that there is no uh, that there is no evidence uh, that they had be, that these vulnerabilities affected the outcome of an election, before, before I'm supposed to believe that. They're coming out now and saying, "What? What? If these vulnerabilities that they state, nine, and according to this article, nine vulner the, the details include nine vulnerabilities um, that need to that need to be addressed to prevent or detect uh, their exploitation." Uh, they urge prompt mitigation measures, including both continued and enhanced defensive med- quote defensive measures to reduce the risk of exploitation of these vulnerabilities. How about d- to reduce? to reduce the risk of exploitation. How about we ban these machines altogether? Why would we ever use these machines?
1: If these things have vulnerabilities, that means our elections are at stake, Andrea. So yeah, let's not use them.
2: If you're telling me that there's these machines have these vulnerabilities and nothing's been done to mitigate these vulnerabilities, then you can't tell me that these vulnerabilities were not exploited and and we didn't have issues in the 2020 election. Now, did that? How much of that affected the outcome of the election? I don't know. We have actual documentation. I'll get into uh, in a moment. There was a hearing also involving 2,000 mules, but there is no excuse for why when the Associated Press now in our own government. Cybersecurity Administration is saying machines used in 16 states are vulnerable to attack. They go on to say uh, these measures need to be uh, applied ahead of every election. We're in the middle of a primary right now. We've got primary. Pennsylvania already had their election, right? I don't know which 16 states, but if I recall correctly, all five of the contested states had these machines involved in them. Uh, The advisory says it's clear... um, these measures need to be applied ahead of every election, the advisory says, and it's clear it's not happening in all the states that uses the machines. So, again, you cannot say that they were not exploited and that we did not have bad elections already using these machines.
1: But yet we're being told that, this is, that the 2020 election was the most secure election we've ever had.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, These vulnerabilities, for the most part, I'm reading back to the article, are not ones that could be easily exploited by someone who walks in off the street, but they are things that we should worry could be exploited by, quote, sophisticated attackers such as hostile nation states or by election insiders, and they would carry very serious consequences. One of the most serious vulnerabilities could allow malicious code to be spread from the election management system to machines throughout a jurisdiction, he said. It could be exploited by someone with physical access or someone who was able to remotely infect other systems. Um, goes on to say attackers could then mark ballots inconsistently with voters' intent and alter with voters' intent, alter recorded votes or even identify voters' secret ballots. And it goes on and on and on. We should, These machines should have never been introduced at all in our elections. We need to go back to election day and paper ballots. End of Carried. discussion. End of discussion. Um Back to Arizona and the True the Vote hearing. Uh, Carrie Lake is reporting on on this. Uh, True the Vote just testified, this according to her uh, Twitter feed, True the Vote just testified that the mules they tracked in Arizona, and True the Vote is the organization that partnered with Dinesh D'Souza, for the movie 2,000 Mules, it was also executive produced by a Salem media group, and we, everybody needs to see that movie. The tweet says, True the Vote just testified that the mules they tracked in Arizona went to a ballot drop an average of 21 times. Carrie Lake says, When's the last time you voted 21 times in a single election? Um, Representative uh, Paul Gosar says the True the Vote hearing proves yet again that significant and substantial fraud occurred in Arizona during the November 2020 election. He says the best time to do something about this fact was when it happened. He said the second best time is right now. Uh, Carrie Lake said um, from the hearing that True the Vote's Catherine Engelbrecht submitted multiple records requests to Yuma County for v- video surveillance and data from their drop boxes She says that Catherine Engelbrecht was told this information no longer exists. If true, Carrie Lake says this is a crime. Some people need to be locked up. Destroying the evidence. They've destroyed the evidence. Carrie Lake went on to say, True, the vote can geographically trace ballot harvesters to specific locations across Arizona. Is the media still going to pretend they don't exist? There's a reason we call them the enemy of the people. So, this is just Arizona.
1: And I'll flat out ask you, Andrea. So, how do you feel going security wise going into the midterms?
2: I think we. I don't think we have secure elections, and I think the, the Republican Party establishment doesn't care, or um, they would have been screaming along with Trump. But that instead, the establishment with uh, people like Liz Cheney, who who the good news is Liz Cheney is looking like she is about to she's about to be Amber Heard. Okay. Uh, up in um, her state, okay, because of the way and it. And it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that she doesn't like Trump. There's lots of people that, you know, are, you know, Mitch McConnell is obviously not a fan of Trump. But this woman went so far as to join with the Democrats to vote to impeach a free and fairly elected president of the United States who did nothing wrong but host a peaceful rally in which people were expressing themselves rightfully so that they had a concern about the outcome of the election. And here we have proof. And she's still going on and on and on with that crap. Still claiming that January 6th was an insurrection and a coup attempt. And any of us who question the outcome of it are insurrectionists who should be locked up. She needs to go down in flames. But is this not the number one story? Should this not be? I opened the show with talking about another shooting because, you know, Americans are dying. So, of course, we lift up our prayers for that. But nothing matters in this country if elections don't matter. And let me tell you, they're going to be. If they have a way to. I I think it's it's not going to be as easy for them to pull off some of this stuff because there is attention on it now. Two, Two thousand mules. Um, is raising, is going to make it harder for them to pull off this kind of stuff. Zuckerberg, he's not putting the money in it, on it again.
1: But when Nancy Pelosi comes out and says that she's confident that the Democrats are going to do well in the election, I really believe, I told you this off the air numerous times, I think there's a reason she's saying that.
2: Well, she's pretty confident. And when you've, when you've got um, the opposition party, the Republicans, who d- don't seem to have an appetite for fixing our election integrity issues, they should all, every Republican should be screaming, get rid of these machines. Get rid of these machines now. They need to go. All right, we're going to take a break. We need to go. When we come back, we've got more to share with you all on the other side of the break. What did Fauci have to say? Fauci's back in the news. Trying to maintain his relevance? Or what? Well, we'll share with you when we come back on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego.
0: Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay show on the answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Before we give you all some break, great breaking news on Fauci. Um, I I want to make mention something that I forgot on last hour to talk about in this Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp trial. I talked about why the rule of law won, and that's a good thing for us because that's, uh, you know, justice is supposed to be blind. And that was the case here. This jury uh, didn't care, obviously, uh, that these two were actors or celebrities. And that's why you could tell when they actually gave her one of her on her counterclaim, they actually awarded her $2 million on one of her claims. It was because they were paying close attention to the evidence and how it related to the law. And that's what we should all hope. That would happen if we were ever sued, especially if we're ever sued by the government in a criminal case. But one of the things I failed to mention about when talking about the political aspects of this is that, you know, that that this was a loss politically for the left when they are so upset today about this loss. And when they have been tweeting now for weeks that only Trump supporters and MAGA people would think that Johnny Depp should win this case. Because the left doesn't care about the rule of law. They only care about getting the outcome that they think that they deserve. And that's really about what so much of all of these stories about. What's this COVID stuff been about? Getting an outcome that they wanted from America. It didn't have anything to do with the science. In fact, before we give you guys the good news on Fauci, Fauci was asked in an interview about uh, the Department of Justice Filing a challenge. Let me refresh your memories. You know that a a private citizen filed a lawsuit in Florida and a judge down there ruled the mandate for masks on public transit, airplanes, buses, etc. Ruled that um, unconstitutional Well, the Department of Justice has decided to appeal that ruling. And here's what Fauci had to say about it. He said that he understands the Justice Department's decision to appeal, saying that the idea of such mandates at this point is less about masks than it is determining who or what has the legal authority to make decisions. Quote, one of the issues that I have articulated in the past and I will in the future is it's less about mandates on the plane than it is about who has the right and the authority and the capability of making public health choices. And I believe the Department of Justice is operating on the principle that decisions that are public health decisions belong with the public health agency, in this case the CDC. What he is saying there is this doesn't have anything at all to do about masks and whether or not masks work. This is about who gets to decide your health decisions. And for them, it's squarely in D.C. with the deep state and a bunch of unelected bureaucrats And that's the most important thing for you to take away. This is about the transformation of communism into this country, whether it's through the CDC, having control over our lives, also, um, you know, involving our court system. They want they want guaranteed outcomes. Right. That also has to do what um, their cultural Marxist play is about, a guaranteed outcome. That's a guaranteed outcome is believe all women. Right. Which means any accusation against a man is automatically believed. Do you want to share the good news on Fauci?
1: Oh, I can't wait. That was great information that you provided. This is even better. Apparently, according to the New York Post, Dr. Anthony Fauci will likely step down from his current position in 2024,
2: regardless of who's in the White House. Ding dong. The ding dong is going to be gone in 2024. Um, You know, you would think he would have already been aged out because he's in his 80s and, um, you know, You know, at some point, you you know, there should be, if if you're not able to be in the military past a certain age or what, I mean, there should be an age, an age. Now, do you think it's
1: because of his age or do you think it's mainly because of late he's got a lot of flack for the decisions he's made and there's been some distance between him and the political leadership in this country?
2: He knows that he's going to be fired if he doesn't get out of there because there will be a Republican in 2024. If we have at least a semblance of fair elections in this country because we were talking about the different shenanigans that have gone on that don't, that don't seem to be stopping uh, very much. We do know here in San Diego County, I will tell you, i got to give props to the local people here that have put together a plan that I'm not going to share on the airwaves. I know what it is, but I'm not going to share it. And let me tell you, they have found a way to overcome a lot of the crap. It does involve turnout. you got to get out and vote. You've got to make sure that you and everybody that you know goes and votes. And we had a caller last night sharing what happened. He didn't even know that he had been unregistered. Supposedly, his mail had been um, undeliverable. He's been living at that address for 16 years.
1: I guess if you're um, a San Diegan and you haven't got your ballot yet, you should check.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, so that is great news that Fauci will but, be going. Uh,
1: you know, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's always somebody behind him.
2: Yep. There will be. Hey, did we have a daily dose of um, non-clarity? Oh, this is
1: a great daily dose of Biden.
2: I think that we might want to play our daily dose of non-clarity before we go into the break. I think it's clip six.
3: Now, uh, you, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary Mr. Secretary. I'm going to have you speak now <laughs> and your remarks, and
1: then we're going to hand it over uh, to uh, to Samara, to my. And again, I'll say, if that was President Trump, what do you think would happen?
2: It's hot. He was talking about Health and Human Services Director Javier Becerra. This man is gone. Our our foes around the world are seeing this. We're not just laughing stocks today because the U.S. Marine Corps, the the few, the bad, the ugly. What do they? the you the
1: proud the marine
2: that's right once a marine always a marine right Semper Fi are now walking around with you know rainbow colored camo gear on right they're already laughing at us for how woke we've gotten don't be at me it's not about the OBGT community it's about the fact that why are we somebody put a great today about that and they said celebrating what makes us different doesn't make our military any more ready there is no reason for the military to be sporting gear that has anything to do with who somebody's having sex with. That's ridiculous. And we not oh, we've got to celebrate the achievements of of. Uh, there's no achievement based. Um, there's no ha, what achievement is based on who somebody chooses to have sex with.
1: Last I checked, none.
2: That's not an achievement, okay? That's not an achievement. That's insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of insane, Newsom. And the lefties out here, they have a plan for reparations. It's time to rewind the clock and do better for a certain percentage of the population out here. And how do they plan to do it? Well, stay tuned. We'll tell you on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Earlier, uh, in this hour, we were talking to Elhoff about all the ways the Democrats are trying to buy votes, right? I mean, they can't run. There's no, no Democrat at any level of government that can run right now on any, any success. We are in California. We're about $8 a gallon of gas. We've got an open border that's flooding us with everything from drug traffickers to all kinds of terrorists and and fentanyl, enough fentanyl to kill a third of the country. I mean, y'all know the story of how bad things are and and looking like they're getting worse. So they got to try to buy votes through paying off student loans and all this kind of stuff. Well, today, California, uh, Gavin Newsom, um, I guess he has signed into law... Uh, there uh, or or start at, back in 2020, he said he was going to have a task force to come up to review um, the need for California reparations, and so they have come out today with their 500 page report um, from the quote first in the nation task force created to examine slavery and its impact on the black community. Skins, I'm I'm not aware. Do do we have plant? Did we have plantations in California? Back in the day, I, I don't. I'm not up on my slave history because my people from the South were poor. I didn't come from. I, I didn't come from anybody that owned a slave. I'm not aware that the, the the Civil War had a battlefield here in California to free the slaves. Were you?
1: I'm not aware of it.
2: Yeah, I'm not aware of it either. Um, but somehow they're saying that, and I quote: "Government actions and failures over 400 years have created a wealth gap that persists between Black and white Americans at all levels of income. That you know they you know the yada yada yada." Uh, government actions intertwined with private action in segregated America, leading to environmental harms. Do we not all have the same environment here in California? What environment harm? I had harm? to
1: tie it to the environment.
2: Unequal educational and health outcomes and over-policing of black uh, neighborhoods in California and across the nation. Um, when it comes to remedies, they're looking at monetary compensation, mental, emotional, and other types of rehabilitation. So what do you... Rehabilitations, Are you telling the black folks here in California that they, <laughs> they need therapy, is that what you're saying to the black community here in California? without accountability, there is no justice for too long. Our nation has ignored the harms that have been and continue to be inflicted on African Americans in California. California was not a passive actor in perpetrating these harms. He says we must double down on our efforts to address discrimination um da um. You know, it's just same old, same old CRT nonsense. You know, people
1: should be concerned because most likely this guy is going to be running for president in 24.
2: Absolutely. Uh, There's no real definitive. Here's the policies we're going to force here. Um, They're laying the groundwork uh, for this. But here's a little bit of a hint. Today, by some measures, California's two major industries, Hollywood and Silicon Valley, disproportionately employ fewer African-Americans. So what are they going to do now? Go to the different Paramount pictures?
1: We were reporting on a story not too long ago where they had to basically fill out this form, making sure that there was a certain percentage of ethnicity on a particular project.
2: Yeah. And if you know anything about making movies, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, how are you supposed to make sure that on your crew that there's X number of gaffers or X number of cameramen or, or, or people who are of color if they haven't just gone and, and learned the trade, right? I mean, you know, how does that come into play? There's actual skills and training and things that happen. And so what these movie productions are supposed to put somebody behind the camera who's never operated a camera before. I mean, these are very highly technical things. And same thing with Silicon Valley. I mean, what is a high tech company supposed to do uh, when they need coders and people who can code if we don't. And and for some reason, the black American community, from my understanding, is they just don't choose those college degrees. And you know what? What are you going to do? You know, you have choice in this country what you do. Um, They, they go on to also say the report says. Um, They're considering different avenues of remedying and they said including ending, quote, legal slavery by removing discriminatory language that still remains in California law. Are you aware of any language in California that makes it okay to discriminate against anybody on the basis of color?
1: People can call us if there is, but I don't I can't think of anything that comes to mind. No.
2: Well, here's an example of what they say is legal language. Paying incarcerated people fairly. (laughs) We're not paying prisoners enough money. <laughs> yeah That's what's coming The the few criminals that we have left in the jails And in the prisons They not getting paid enough Mo money, mo money, mo money Yeah, alright Thanks to the listeners tonight, thank you to my guest We'll see you tomorrow night, 6pm Pacific time Peace out